Hello, my plant people. My name is Katie and I am a hobbyist gardener. Uh, welcome to Plants and Things. Uh, we talk about all things plants here from gardening to foraging and, and the things like that. Um, yeah, I am so excited to talk to you today about all of the things that I'm going to be doing in my garden in June. Um, and I do want to start off with a couple of things. Um, right now, there is um, an air pollution warning in my area. So if you are like me and you are in the sensitive group, please be careful when you are in the garden. I do not want any of my um, plant friends, my gardeners, uh, to have a bad reaction to the air pollution. I've been a little bit, my throat's been a little bit scratchy and I've been sneezing and my asthma's been not fun. So hopefully you are staying safe out there and uh, not having any bad reactions. If you are not in, um, if you're not one of the people that are, you know, like me that have like asthma or some other condition um, that makes you more susceptible to air pollution and things like that and smoke, um, still be careful. I mean, you don't want to um, get, you know, too hot outside or anything like that. So make sure you're staying hydrated, especially whenever the temperatures are rising. Um, so I hope that you're staying safe out in the garden. Um, I am. I have only been outside a little bit today and even just that like little bit that I was outside um, was enough to cause me some some issues but hopefully it'll get better. Um, hopefully you're not having any problems where you're at, uh, wherever you are in the world because I know that I've got uh, listeners from all over the world right now and I'm so excited that you have found me and that you're listening. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about what I'm going to be doing in my garden this June if the weather permits and like, you know, the, the air quality gets a little bit better. Fingers crossed that it does. I am going to be keeping an eye on my plants that are producing fruits and flowers and things like that. So if you are able to, hopefully you're harvesting your crops and you're getting all of your beautiful flowers, your fruits, your peppers, things like that. Um, and then really it's all about like using them in storage. So what I've started doing with my herbs and my, my flowers and things like that. So I've got a couple of um, different things in my garden right now that are flowering, but I'm using them for teas and things like that. So I've got some calendula, some chamomile, some lavender, um, and a couple of other things that I've been, oh, borage is one of them too. So I've been collecting the flowers from those and drying them in our dehydrator. You don't have to use a dehydrator. It's just something that's a little bit easier for me because we don't really have the space to let them air dry. However, if you have the space, that is amazing. Um, do that if you want to. Uh, you can like trim them, tie them up upside down and let them like air dry. Um, or you could have, I've seen some people get like a screen door and then they will um, like lay them down 
will like face down on the, the screen door and it allows airflow. Um, the main thing is you want to make sure that it's in a dry area without a lot of humidity uh, because you don't want any mold or you know anything to cause your food to be consumed by other organisms before you can consume it or you know store it um you don't want any like mold or or anything like that grown on there that would be sad to come back uh after letting them dry and see that they're, they're moldy so hopefully that doesn't happen to you um i do use a dehydrator sometimes um it's a little bit of just like an experiment to see what temperatures work well for um, the foods or the herbs that you're putting in there. For example, borage has very small flowers, so they dry really quickly, whereas my calendula, they have bigger flowers and they took forever to dry, like forever. Um, I think the quickest drying herb that I have um, dried in the dehydrator recently has been mint it like only took like two hours and then it was dry I was like wow that was really quick and I was really surprised um the calendula has taken the longest like it took like eight hours it was insane and I dry them on about 104 degrees um you want to do them on a lower temperature um just be careful uh with those you don't want them you want to make sure that they're completely dried um, but you don't want to like over dry them or anything um, because the more that you do the more nutrients that you lose at least that's what I have heard um, so that is one way that you can store your your harvest and that's something that I'm going to be doing this month um, to make sure that I don't waste anything um, and I want to make sure that I've got some available for the winter too you can also use like if you have herbs like calendula, you can also use them in um, like food. You can eat them fresh if you wanted to or make you in fresh tea. So um, I might do that if I have enough flowers. I might just make some tea with it or um, my chamomile is starting to bloom soon. So, well, some of them already have. I don't really have enough yet to make fresh tea. So I might just dry like a couple of flowers at a time until I get enough um, but you can also wait a little bit longer if you want to. Um, you don't have to pick them as soon as they're ready. Um, I've also been keeping an eye on my peppers. I've got a couple of bell peppers that have started to grow and they look really awesome. This hot weather has been really good for my pepper plants. They have been loving it. Uh, so uh, I recommend just keeping an eye on those. Also, if you are like me in an area that has experienced experiencing very dry weather without a lot of rain, um, it's a good idea to make sure that you are deeply watering your garden at least two times a week. Um, that's I've been doing almost every other day, like giving water to things that are drying out in my raised garden beds because even like within a day, some of my my strawberry patch and like my raised garden beds have been getting super dry and the plants do not look happy so I'm trying to like deeply water them whenever I notice that they're getting very dry um my in-ground stuff doesn't need that as much but I'm keeping a very close eye on them because I don't want them to struggle I want to make sure that um they're getting plenty of water um but without being overwatered. so 
I'm, I'm keeping a pretty close eye on that. Also, uh, I've been keeping an eye out for any uh, pests like any of those little squash beetles. Those are the worst. Um, definitely keep an eye out for those if you're growing any squashes. Um, I've got a couple like my zucchinis I have to keep a really close eye on. Last year, my zucchinis were... Dem- <laughs> They were devoured by these squash beetles. Um, I did not catch them in time, and I guess their life cycle um, was pretty quick, and they just like completely destroyed some of my plants, and it was so devastating. So I'm keeping a very close eye on that and checking them regularly to make sure that they are okay. The biggest problem that I've had is not with insects this year. Surprisingly, it has been with rabbits. I don't know why. I I don't know, like, what has caused the population to boom. Maybe it's me feeding them. I don't know. But um, that has been my biggest pest problem this year. And um, I have been trying to figure out ways to protect my crops without harming the um the bunnies because i i love having bunnies here i really do they're so cute and i like seeing them around my garden but i also don't like it whenever i don't get to eat any of my lettuce i do have a fenced in area that hasn't been having any problems it's my in-ground stuff that's been getting um eaten so i might just maybe next year i will work on fencing that in. I don't know. I don't love the idea of fencing that in because I like having it kind of open. So I might just rearrange what I'm growing to have like the things that have been getting eaten this year growing only in the raised garden bed and having like the tomatoes, the peppers, and the potatoes only in that that garden area so I don't have to worry about them being eaten um because it seems like the the bunnies do not like the peppers the tomatoes or the potatoes they are leaving those alone they're also leaving the onions alone so it'd be good to have that rearranged in the future so something important to note if you are like in your garden right now and you're noticing these things write them down because it's so easy like next year for me to forget and just like plant things that have been getting eaten so um you can keep it like a journal or um take pictures or whatever helps you or maybe you have an amazing memory and you won't have this problem like I have um so I try to take notes or even um just like a video recording like a video journal that's uh something that's good to do too um But yeah, I recommend doing that so next year you can adjust your plans uh, to kind of fix some of the issues that you've run into. So that is is something that I've been working on. Uh, Each year I'm trying to improve on what I've done in the past and that's one of the the good, good things about gardening. It's definitely a choose your own path kind of a hobby which I really enjoy it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all it's finding what works for you in your microclimate um, and in your environment so that's something that I'm going to be working on this month is paying attention to those things that I am uh, 
struggling with or things that I would like to do differently next year and planning for that. Um, I'm also going to be planting um, some watermelon and cantaloupe. I planted some watermelon, um, but I've got some cantaloupes and things that I need to plant and get the trellises up for. So I'm gonna be doing that literally as soon as I can. I've got the trellises ready to go. Um, I'm also gonna be changing up my uh, lettuce and uh, spinach has already gone to bolt. It's, it's already bolted, which means that it's starting to uh, produce flowers and then going to seed. So something that I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be trying to collect those seeds for next year. So seed saving is one of the things that you can do in your garden that will save you money in the future on seeds. Um, something I would like to try to do in the future is making my own hybrids or even like doing something fun like that, um, which is possible. You can do that. Um, it just takes a little bit of... Um, ingenuity and like skill I guess <laughs> um I am I'm excited to try that out in the future I've saved seeds in the past I've got some okra seeds um from last year that I have kept in some corn and different things like that um so that's something that I am also going to be doing in June so or this month this month is June um so if you are interested in that keep an eye on your greens if you still have them in your garden you may have already um pulled them up which is totally fine um like i said before it's definitely a, a choose your own path a hobby so i'm going to be keeping an eye on those and trying to collect the seeds whenever i can um i've also been starting to think about that for my herbs that i'm i've been collecting for my tea garden like from my tea garden to make teas with um I have decided to try and save some of the seeds from that so instead of well in the beginning of the season you'll want to like collect those but at the end of the season um probably like in at the end of the July I'll probably leave a couple of flowers on there to collect seeds from I've actually I went on vacation last week um so I actually had one flower that already started to go to seed on my calendula so I, while I was on vacation, so I just decided to leave it um, instead of cutting it back. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and collect the seeds from that. I've also got some marigolds, which are um, starting to get like uh, the, the flowers have started to dry up and they're starting to produce seeds. So I'm gonna be saving those as well. Um, and as you like harvest different things like your tomatoes and your peppers, you can also save the seeds from that as well. So let's see. Another important thing that I would recommend doing in June is making sure that you're staying on top of weeding your garden. Uh, it is, at least for me, it is a struggle because we have some invasive species that I've been battling like Johnson grass so um if you are like me definitely stay on top of that because it's so easy to miss like a week or something and then your garden's taken over taken over um I have struggled with that so much this year's going a lot better um my brother's been helping me a lot with like making sure that 
we're keeping the the grass around that mode uh, so that it doesn't spread there's something weird that happens with that grass like if it gets too tall it like leans over and then like like sits down like runners on the garden so like it spreads not only through like the roots and the grass but like also tubers that it sends out it's so weird and it takes over so quickly um so if you have that issue i would recommend making sure that you're um staying on top of that this month because they seem to grow super fast um in the warmer months like june and july um Another thing that I recommend doing is keeping an eye on your tomatoes. If you have tomatoes and making sure that you are giving them supports. If you aren't, I've also seen the method of growing tomatoes where you let them um, lay down on the ground and whenever they touch the ground, they also send out new roots. You can do that if you want to because it would kind of be like making new plants. But um, I am not going to be doing that. Um, Something you can do instead of that is cutting off branches and rooting those in water if you want to make new tomato plants. Again, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. It's just an option. Um, Although this is a really good time if you want to, to be trimming back some of your herbs and like rooting them in water. I've started to do that with some of my basil and my pepper, not pepper, (laughs) my basil and my mint. I have peppermint. I think that's what I was trying to say, but um, I have several different kinds of mints and I like doing that and then like putting them in pots on the porch and stuff. I find that that helps a lot with keeping um, some bugs away that I don't necessarily want on the porch. For example, mosquitoes and things like that. Um, or even stink bugs. I, we have a real problem with stink bugs around here. Um, but that's one of the things that you can do. I really love doing that because, um, like I said, it helps with pest management. Um, yeah, so hopefully your garden is doing amazingly and, you are doing amazingly. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about my garden and all of the things that I'm going to be doing this month. I hope that you're staying safe out there and uh, I would love to know if you want me to talk about any specific topics. Um, Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or even leave a comment on uh, the comment section of this video. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you enjoyed this, please like and share it. That helps me reach others that may be interested in learning about gardening. Thank you so much. Bye!